Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. We have very special guests on the show. And I have to say, this is one of my bucket list places. It is definitely somewhere that at some point, if I'm ever allowed to go back home again, (laughs) I am going to have to stop at. We've all seen the movie The Conjuring. We've all heard about the Warrens. We've all heard about the parents. I'm sure everybody's seen the the Ghost Adventures episode. I want to welcome to our show today, and I bow down at their iconic status, Corey and Jen Heinzen, the owners of The Conjuring House. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having us. Yes, thank you. We're happy to be here. Thank you. Great that you're here. I'm going to start off by asking you a question that I'm sure you are sick of hearing. (laughs) <laughs> but it comes from our Facebook group, so I am I am obligated to ask you now. What in the world would possess you to buy a house with that kind of reputation? I mean, to be honest with you, to, I mean, how many chances do you have in your lifetime to own an iconic home that's rich in American history and paranormal history all in one swoop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I- I'm not going to lie. If I had that opportunity, I'd be right there with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great opportunity. And the house itself is absolutely beautiful. The land is beautiful. Everything about it is just amazing. So I understand that you all were paranormal investigators to start with. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What got you all into the field? You know, Some of your experiences? Uh, I had my first experience back in 2001 at a battlefield down in Virginia uh, while I was in the service. Uh, We used to do battlefield studies where we would go out and spend the night, like the whole platoon would go out and spend the night on a battlefield. And uh, the next day we would get a tour of the battlefield. Then we would not reenact, but just like how we would attack it, like knowing the things that we know and this and that. But around one, two o'clock in the morning, we were all woken up by like cannon fire and gunfire and oh my goodness. and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, this is before all the ghost hunting shows and stuff like that. And uh, it woke, there was like 50 of us and we were all like, okay, it, something's not right. And the next morning, the tour guy came out and was like, oh yeah, it happens all the time. And it's like, <laughs> who the hell says it happens all the time? <laughs> you know, it, you know, I'd never heard of Gettysburg. I've never heard of, you know, I've never heard of it. Well, I've heard of Gettysburg, but not, you know, the ghostly happenings and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was, it was just, it was new to me. But ever since then, I was like kind of bit by the bug. And I yeah. guess. Once you retired from the service, that's when you really dived into it. And, and how about you, Jen? Um, He kind of drugged me into it. Once <laughs> he really started going to a lot of places, he'd come home with his to review evidence, and that's kind of what hooked me. I love I love that end of it. I love investigating, but I also love finding stuff afterwards or even, I guess, while we're there. But he drugged me into it. Dragged. Hey, no, I, I like dragged. <laughs> I was going to comment, but I thought maybe that was too much. <laughs> I'm hey. sitting there going, that, is that, that has a different connotation. <laughs> Hey, however, however he got her there, he got her there. (laughs) So did you guys like do historic places? Did you go out and do private residences? Um, Was it, was it just kind of like a side hobby? It was definitely a side hobby at first. I mean, I had uh, gotten linked up with a local team 
uh, that took me under their wing and, you know, showed me like a lot of the stuff. And we had a lot of things like that you would see on ghost adventures, ghost hunters and stuff like that, um, that we could afford. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, we dealt with private clients and stuff like that. We've definitely preferred going out and just doing our own thing and not having to like worry about taking care of like aftercare and stuff like that, because that's a lot of people don't understand that about paranormal investigating is the aftercare that some people depend on when it comes mm-hmm. to private clients and stuff like that. And, uh, but at the same time, and it's nice helping people who, Oh no, absolutely. absolutely. But some just, they're very, very, very like needy. Very. Yeah. Yes. Dependent. Dependent yeah. on. Dependent is a much nicer word than needy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any, any, experiences while you were running your own team that stand out that you're like hey i'll never forget that time that we were at the mcgillicuddy's and such and such a thing happened well we actually um our house in maine we have um a local place that's kind of like our paranormal second home i guess you could call it it's called the greater rumford community center that i mean that place is us super haunted and it, it almost seems like whatever they, is there loves Corey. So most of our experiences has been through that. I mean, we've run a lot of events and stuff through there. Hmm. I mean, I guess your part, well, yours probably Penhurst for you though, huh? Yeah, my I call it my coming to Jesus moment was Penhurst on the third floor. They gave us a brief and they're like, you know, don't go off on your own. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like a jerk, I went up to the third floor by myself. <laughs> But it, it by no means was to be a tough guy or anything, you know, hey, look at me, I'm all that's man and, and stuff like that. I went up there and I was like, I was like, because she had told me, you look like the most intimidating person, so they're going to take everything you do as aggressive. And I'm like, I'm the nicest guy here. I really <laughs> am. So I went up there and I was like, hi, you know, I just want to know your story, this, this, that, and the other. Just trying to be as nice as I could and you could hear these footsteps coming down the hallway. And I mean, it's concrete floor. So, but there was nothing showing up on my viewfinder and I'm like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden you just, I felt this gust of wind and then I felt something blow on my beard and you hear this. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, and you just, you couldn't run. Like, you don't want to run because it's unprofessional, but number two, it's like it zaps all your energy out. It's like a... You're paralyzed. I, I, I Yeah, it's it's the weirdest feeling. I've only had that happen to me one other time that something like physically zapped my energy to, to the point where I couldn't really do anything. Yeah. And it wasn't like a nervous, it wasn't like a scared thing or anything. It was just like, what's going on? Corey, I've got to say, you're you're a big guy, right? But if something... I couldn't see if I was a big guy and something I couldn't see blue in my face, I would run. I wouldn't consider that unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, I would run. I think I would run. Oh, it was definitely it was definitely like in my mind, but like I said, your body just wouldn't comply. <laughs> yeah, I'm like legs don't fail me now. Right, they were. <laughs> like, oh, no. don't fail me now. And and yet you what you you continued on. Yep. So that that's kudos to you, dude. That, that you didn't walk away from it at that point. I know people, we, we know somebody here in Texas who owns a house similar to yours. And they do tours and they have overnights as well. And 
they've got big strapping dudes who run screaming out of that yeah. place like little girls at two, two, three o'clock oh, yeah. in the morning for a lot less than being, you know, having somebody blow in their face. We had a team come from Michigan, drove 12 hours. They got there, they investigated for a few hours, a few hours, two, three hours, and got so creeped out, they got in their car and drove back. Yeah. <laughs> that like, happens. Oh my God. But now in, in their defense, like the, the one that was getting like personally attacked, she was a psychic. So I'm sure it's a lot different for them. Oh yeah. Like they can tell when it's a personal attack compared to us. They've got like antennas are always open and receptors are up. Yeah. Are either of you sensitive like that? I cried during white fang. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as sensitive you're going to get me. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the context of the word sensitive in that question. <laughs> I feel like the more we're around it, the more, I guess you could call it sensitive to it. Because there's so much that goes on at the house that I feel like is, I mean, I guess, yeah. I think the more we're around it, I'd say, yeah. yeah. We we can we can sense when there's something around. You just get like that feeling. Like, yeah, that's what we mean. Yeah. Yeah, that. That, that's kind of what I mean. I know that there are people who can walk into a building and say, yep, there's there's three entities here. There's this, that, and the other thing. And, and one's not very happy and the other two <laughs> one's are, not very happy, are just fine. The other two are pointing and laughing at you because right. your shoe's untied or whatever. Right. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the kind of sensitive I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the, like, the sensitive, honestly, like, we, I know I can walk into a house and, and tell you, like, if there's something there i can't tell you what it is i can't tell you yeah it's just like a feeling like i don't know if it's like it's hypersensitivity or or, or what but like you just get that i call it like an asthma attack without having asthma because like i have a really hard time breathing and yeah that's called yep. sensitive that's called <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something we've talked to other guests about too that very same thing that that pressure in the chest the hard to breathe uh when there's when there's spirits around or there's something not quite right yeah not sure what causes it but it, it seems to be a, a common denominator sure does in these things yeah so here you are two adorable paranormal investigators <laughs> tromping around up and down the east coast how did you come across the house honestly it was on a Facebook post at like four o'clock in the morning, somebody, I was in a, it was a random ITC group that I was a member of. And somebody had posted like 30 minutes prior that they had heard that the lady that owned the house was putting it up for sale. And I was just like, oh, well, that's weird. And I had asked Jen about it. And she goes, well, we know some people down in that area. Why don't we just make some inquiries and, and see what happens? So we did, and we got in touch with the realtor that would be listing the house, and she actually told us, in fact, they were going to be selling it, and she could get us in front of the owner to ask questions and look at the house because, I mean, we had never seen the house, and, I mean, it's out of state. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an old house. Oh, very old. And, like, a lot of people don't know, it, it's actually built in 1736. Wow, that is hugely old. It's listed as 1836 on a lot of paperwork. Is it a landmark? Do they consider it a landmark? No, it's it's not a historical landmark. Um, it's there's a lot of stuff that goes into making it like a historical property and being on the historical registry and oh, stuff. a lot of paperwork and yeah, yeah. 
and we just don't want to really fall into that category where we're having to like ask permission to remove a bush or something. Now, I know that the previous owner, and this is actually um, part my question, part from the Facebook group. Uh, the previous owner, after the movie came out, had an awful lot of problems with vandalism and satanic rituals and things like that to the point that um, she kind of went head to head with the with Warner Brothers. And and although I don't know this as a fact, it is my thought that that's probably one of the things that led her to putting the house up for sale. Did you do you guys have any problem with that? Um, we do and we don't. Like we expected a lot of people to to stop by, to try and pull over, take pictures, which they still do. But the amount of people that have actually tried to cross onto the property is less than I thought. It I can be. count it on one hand. Yeah. I mean, there are people pull over all the time, but at least they're on. The hardest part is they're actually on the road and there's no, the road that we live on is about 45 miles an hour and there's no, there's nowhere to actually pull over, so it definitely annoys the neighbors because they try and stop in the middle of the road to take pictures. Then they turn around in the driveway and they come back, and we have cameras set up everywhere. So we see them. We know that they're out there. We try and stop it as much as we can. Um, but the amount of people that have actually trespassed onto the property isn't isn't all that bad. The few people that have done it are bad. but Okay. Because I know there's a lot of woods and stuff around you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty wooded. You- you guys are kind of isolated there. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that on an international podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of cameras everywhere, and that was the one reason why we had to set up sensors everywhere, too, because we were afraid of the people, you know, in the areas that we don't have the cameras. We were afraid of the people that could cross over in different places. So we set up, you know, like the laser sensors in different places, too, that go off when something crosses. I mean, the, the thing is, honestly, if people want to take a chance at it, they better hope the dogs get to them before I do. Yeah. <laughs> so listen up, listeners. Any nefarious thoughts need to leave your mind right now because not only are they cameraed everywhere and censored everywhere, they have they have large dogs and a quarry. And nobody say, wants to mess with any of that. I was going to say, if the large dogs don't do the trick, they got the quarry. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an issue, though, with the cars that stop in the middle of the road. I can see why the neighbors complain. But we do, we go out of our way. If we see them on camera, because we, we monitor the cameras, if we see them on the road during the day, we have no problem going out there and been like, if you want to pull in, you guys can pull in, you guys can walk around the house, take pictures and stuff like that. Because we know that's what people want. They want to get a look at the house. Totally understandable. I was that person. Yeah. So we'll do that. We just, you know, don't come after dark and try taking pictures because number one, you're not going to be able to get any photographs at night right and number two that's just that's that's ignorant you're you're asking for trouble at that point we had we had somebody try to come on at 12 30 at night and then they had the tenacity to sit there and argue with me tell me they just had a, some questions they wanted me to answer <laughs> at 12 30 at night that, that's like, not cool that? you better have some sort of authority and a badge to go along with it to ask me to answer questions at 12 30 at night on my own property that is not cool you guys live there full time right with your family yeah. Yeah. And that's after they pulled into the driveway and Corey went out there and they told us that they were, their GPS turned them around so they were leaving. And then they drove out of the driveway down the street slightly where we could still see them on camera, turned off their cars and got out of their cars with their flashlights <laughs> and crossed onto the property. 
All right, listeners, this is not cool. Don't do this. This no. is somebody's home. Yes, so <laughs> don't do that. We, we don't recommend that at all, not even a little bit. <laughs> it's easier to ask for permission. Yeah. Than to beg for forgiveness. <laughs> how, how about, how about no, don't walk up to the house and ring the bell and say, hey, I used to live here. Can I come visit? No, that's not going to work here. Um, reach out through proper channels. Don't bother these poor people. A lot of people reach out to receptors and all that yeah <laughs> yeah that's where he likes to spend his time where the lights are on all the time right yeah. he doesn't mind it he likes it with people he just you know i have a question for you from the facebook group and, and quite honestly i'm a little curious too uh, are there spirits entities um presences there that you recognize and it's like, hey, what up, George? How you doing? Pass me the coffee kind of thing. Like repeat offenders, like uh, entities that you can recognize individually? Honestly, I, I, I don't think we're at that point yet where we're on like a first name basis. Yeah. We found from a lot of our investigations that we can't determine any one particular person or spirit in general. And I feel like Whatever is there is so intelligent that it almost mimics what we want to hear. Oh. So we're not at the point where we we think we know exactly what's going on. Hmm. 
Okay. Like, I, I honestly feel like it's, like, we call it trickery, because every time we try to figure something out or, you know, even the questions that we ask, things that we do, it's almost like it... It's almost like psychokinetic. Like, it's, it almost seems like it's learning from us. Like, it's heard the name Bathsheba so many times, it gives that name. Right. Mm. It'll, give, it'll give names that are, like, relevant to the house and stuff like that. But it's like, am I really talking to this person? Because we've gotten the name Bathsheba in a guy's voice. And I'm like, I don't really think this is Bathsheba. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, bud. Yeah. I don't know if anyone follows our YouTube page or our Facebook page, but John Huntington is one of our good friends that Corey started doing paranormal investigations way back when with, and he's at the house a lot. I swear to God, he can take a spirit box and he can ask to repeat anything. And and by anything, he can swear words in anything. And every time he'll get a response of a repeat. So I feel like whatever's there is intelligent enough to repeat what they think we want to hear, yeah. so we have no clue as to what's really... Yeah, what's real. Yeah. yeah. That, that's pretty interesting. I don't that's know if very I've heard that. Very. I have not heard that before. Yeah. So, you guys, you're in this house. It is an iconic place, definitely. There's not a person that I know alive who has not heard of it. Do you sit there sometimes and say, hey, let's do an investigation and see what we can capture? Or at this point, is it the novelty's worn off? For me, the novelty has worn off. Yeah. I mean, when we got there, it was like a kid in a candy store, to be honest. It was just nonstop. Sure. And it came to a point where it was just like, especially after Ghost Adventures came and filmed, because we weren't allowed to do much until after their episode aired. So it was just us. Yeah. So that's all we could do. Right. And. After a while, it just wore on you, and it was like, I'm sick of watching DVR. I'm sick of going over audio. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. Even though we were getting stuff, we just didn't, we weren't getting anywhere with it. And it was more just son of a gun, you know, I can't. With that being said, though, I absolutely love the teams that come in and investigate and and what they get because it it, it follows along with, what we're trying to do and trying to figure out and it's always something different so I it's it's almost like pieces of a puzzle it's not that I just like investigating myself but I I love what other people can get and talk about do they get the same thing that you guys have been getting like validate what you guys have been getting with the repeat and the mimicry Um, we've had a handful of people that have come back multiple times and, and they do get a lot of different stuff every time. The only thing that we've relied on for sure is some of the psychics that have come back. We know that there's a man there that likes to hover over people and there's a woman there that he likes to silence. There's a few kids there, but other than that, that's the only, we don't even really know names. We just know that multiple people have indicated that is the same. Like, we don't tell people about that, but we've, multiple teams have told us that same. We, we try not to... To lead. Yeah. We don't lead them into anything. When we give our tours right. and stuff, like, they'll be like, so what's happened and this and that? And it's like, I don't want to tell you because... Yeah, that's for you to determine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and it's cool because, you know, the next morning or whenever they contact us, they're like, hey, this is what we got. It's awesome because... Those are things that we have caught right. in the past, and it's like that's you know, and you know, 
We, the, each other. <laughs> the shadows that we see, we do get that a lot, but even, but everything else is names are always totally different. But the man that is hovering over everybody or just standing in the corner watching, a lot of people get that, and the woman and the children they get that as well. But no names are consistent, no experiences are consistent. It seems almost like that goes back to that mimicry. Yeah. So th- those details change because whatever entity or entities are like mimicking and producing what they think the people want to hear. Exactly, yeah. I really just think it's very intelligent. I honestly do. That is super interesting. Yeah. See, we got to go home now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, from, I'm from New York. Um, I, was, I was born and raised in New York. I have a ton of relatives that live up right around you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if I ever get to go home, I'm gonna go, I'll, I'll knock on your door from a distance and say, hi, remember me? Absolutely. Send me a message on Facebook and I'll let you in. I have some questions to tie into this from the Facebook group. Uh, they, A couple of people have asked me this. Do you compare notes or keep in touch with the, the parents uh, or Lorraine Warren? Um, Andrea Karen, we do keep in touch with her. Yeah. She's been to the house multiple times with her dad. Um, the other parents, we don't. They've been at the house before and we've talked yeah. to them. But Andrea, yeah, we've kept in touch with her. Do you think they had similar experiences? There's, from what we've been told, obviously their experience was far worse mm-hmm. than what we're experiencing. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the the lifestyle that was going on at the time. They had younger kids, yeah, just pulled different lifestyles. So, yeah, they didn't know what they were getting into, you know, so us, we walk in and we're automatically be like, hello, you know? So, Well, I'm going to be honest. I have found that if you walk into a house that is known to have entities, even if they're, they're violent or aggressive or whatever, if you're respectful and polite, when you walk in most of the time, not all the time, (laughs) but most of the time, they're more curious than wanting to be aggressive. I agree with you a hundred percent. But if you walk in there, with an attitude or you walk in there completely unknowing whatsoever and they can mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> then they're going to go ahead and do that. Oh yeah. Oh, if that's what they're into. They're going to take advantage of that. If you go in there with the, all the bravado and no understanding. Yeah. But then if you go in there in the different mode that Celia just mentioned, then yes, like, Hey, this is a new curiosity. Let's see what this is about. <laughs> I've never, even when it was the popular thing to do, like on TV, to provoke and stuff like that. I was like, treat them as you would want to be treated. Absolutely. There's no need. There's no need of it. Have I gotten upset because I've gotten scratched and stuff? Yes. You know, but at the same time, it's like, that's just their way of saying you're in their personal space or something like that. Down it down a notch. Why would you want to mess with something that you can't fight off? Right. Oh, right. You know (laughs) what? I didn't even think of that. I mean, I just go right down to the base thing. Why would you want to mess with anybody? Whether they're alive in our realm or if they're in some other realm we don't fully understand or whatever, why would you want to provoke somebody? Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. I, I would just, to be honest with you, though, if you can't put your hands physically on it, I don't want to get it upset. I <laughs> know. You know, if it tells me to get out, I'm getting out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't sit there and poke the bear. Well, you know, I'm in Texas, so if I can't shoot it with a bullet, I've got this, kind of the same feeling. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude, nice. So I know you guys did the Dark Zone live stream because I I watched that when I could. Uh, 
I, I, some some of the people that were watching it, kudos to you. I cannot sit there and watch it all day long. I had a job. I still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really interesting to watch all the different angles and the views. Did you notice if the activity kicked up more at that time, or did it stay about the same? To be honest with you, it stayed about the same. It's just un, it, it's unbeknownst to us because. We're not always watching, but where we had cameras that people were monitoring the whole time, it was more active. People were catching more things than what we would be noticing. Right. So it, it seemed like a lot for that one week period because we wouldn't have caught half that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we're just so used to it that we yeah. don't watch it like that anymore. You know, unless something's totally out of place, we're not going to think twice about checking into it because we're just it's it's home <laughs> so there was one instance that i caught and again i wanted to, i would have honestly i would have sat there and watched it 24 7 because that's just my personality <laughs> but my my day job insists on me actually working for a living so <laughs> but there was one there i know right there yeah. was one that i caught there was a it was a broom or a mop or something in the basement that just was that the football? Yeah, it was the football in the broom. Oh, in the broom. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like to me that it was the vibration of people walking above it or anything like that. Uh, again, I'm not there, so I couldn't say 100%, but that was actually kind of intriguing for me uh, as an investigator. <laughs> I was like, hmm, let me see. That was the second time that happened, too, because Bill had heard something down downstairs, and that's why he went down to set up the football and I want to say the day before, maybe, or a couple of hours before, he went down and set up the football because he heard something down there. So he said, if you're down here, you know, can you please, can you please move this football for us? And he went back upstairs and maybe five minutes, five minutes later it fell. So when we fixed it again, we put the broom up against it. So that was the second time that had fallen. I think that was the next day, maybe. No, I think that was the same day, wasn't it? Was it? I don't remember. I think I remember there was a, that chat along the side and, and people were talking about something had happened before that. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the second time. Yeah, yeah. So who came up with this idea to do the live stream? I think it's a great idea. So Jay actually contacted us um, yeah, from uh, the Dark Zone. Yeah, Jay Boomke and uh, Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah, they contacted us and we loved it. I, I can honestly say, like, I was super nervous before it started and we honestly yeah. had no idea what to expect or what people wanted. Yeah, so the, the first, first couple of days were just, like, adjusting to, like, what yeah. are we even going to do? But we, we didn't know people wanted to watch us investigate. Oh. And that's what was really hard. Because like, the first night or two, we went to bed at, like, our normal time, like, 9 o'clock. And I'm thinking, people probably just, like, all right, you guys live in this house. You get to do this all the time. Just go to bed so we can stare at your house. But they actually <laughs> wanted us to watch us investigate. So that was surprising to us. Like, we totally cool. didn't expect that. Yeah. So do you think you'll do it again? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would. I think we had so much fun doing it. Like, I really, it was really. The friendships we made, definitely. I mean, there was like a whole, there's like a, just a huge Facebook group of like 3,500 people. Yeah. That just, you know, they're all best friends now. Yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely think we would. I think it was a lot of fun and just being able to chat with people in the chat rooms while things were going on and 
it definitely was a lot of fun. It's not that I'm hinting or anything. I'm just, you know, putting <laughs> it out there. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> How did you feel having all these people watching you while you sleep? Uh, watching you go about your day-to-day, you know, staring at your house, all these... Isn't that called a reality show? <laughs> well, it, it kind of, kind of reality show. It was a little awkward at first, and we have cameras set up already, so that part wasn't awkward. We're so used to our cameras filming all the time. Right. But the awkward part would be like standing in the kitchen and have my sister-in-law text me and say, nice butt, or just like, <laughs> just random, like, like, oh yeah, there are people watching. Like, it right. was a little awkward at first, but. And then the audio, the audio was hard too, because it was like, you know, I got to keep it PG up until <laughs> like 9 p.m. After that, I, I just announced it. I'm like, okay, the filter's off. So, <laughs> it's time. Hard R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though. We enjoyed it. The little bits and pieces I got to actually watch, I enjoyed it as well. Did you watch us play hide and clap? No. No. I did not. I'm sorry. No, that was a lot of fun. Most of the time that I got in there to actually to look and it was it was just a handful of times I'm sad to say uh, there was no people except for you know maybe people walking up and down the stairs oh. kind of thing but there wasn't there wasn't like people so you didn't see the bar investigation you missed all the fun stuff then huh I, I don't know if if you're under NDA or what but Ghost Adventures can I ask how that was I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it no we're allowed to talk about it that was a lot of fun too that was interesting it was we had no idea what to expect. That was the first TV show that had pulled in to record anything. So at first, I think it was a little hectic because they had like two cops at the end of the driveway. So people were clearly wondering what's going on. Why are cops <laughs> at the Conjuring house? <laughs> I think it, tra- it attracted more traffic than what we were used to. It should have had an ambulance just, just for ambiance. You know, just <laughs> just pull up an ambulance yeah. there and turn on the lights. Nice. <laughs> Have a fire truck pulling behind you. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were uh, they were very professional. Yeah. Um, you know, when they got there, it was right down to business and stuff like that. And uh, the nice thing was is that everything that I can't speak for personal experiences that they had, but as far as evidence like audio and video that they caught, it all can be validated by things we caught prior to them showing up. Right. Oh, that's cool. So it was nice. It, yeah. So that was like my big concern was like, you know, what are they going to do? What are they going to air? What are they going to, you know, what happens if they didn't catch anything or, or, yeah. or something like yeah. that, but everything was, you know, to our not, it, it was good. So, yeah, we were happy with the way it came out. We, cause we didn't get to see it beforehand. They didn't tell us anything. Right. So we didn't know, we didn't have a clue what it was going to look like. Well, how long were they there? A week. A week, okay. The crew was really, really good. We got to watch all the behind-the-scenes stuff when they were doing the reenactments of everything. They let us stand in the corner quietly and watch. They let the kids watch. I mean, they were all, they fed us all week. Oh, they, nice. The crew was really, really good. Everyone was really good. Their food choices sucked. <laughs> <laughs> just have McDonald's. Yeah, I'm like, just get McDonald's. What the hell is this stuff? Like, Do you want squid? Do you want sushi? Do you want, I'm like, What? What is wrong with these people? <laughs> that, that's where you grab one of their gophers and say, hey, drive down to Brooklyn and get me a pizza. <laughs> no, it was pretty cool, though. It was it was actually a really cool experience, and yep. especially to be able to watch it afterwards to see all. I mean, it was like a 
eight to 10 hour a day to put into their reenactment and to watch it and see that it's really only like a two minute, two minute. Yeah. Like it just look at all the work that goes into it. It is crazy, isn't it? And, and you know how investigations go. You can sit in a spot for four hours. Oh, absolutely. And get 10 second clip on your, on your recorder that may or may not be something that is right. Or yeah. it may, may just be rustling, but yeah. That, that's pretty awesome. Are they going to come back and do a, a follow-up? No idea. They haven't reached out to us at all, so I don't know. Maybe. Have any other crews reached out? Um, we had Kindred Spirits out. Yeah, and they kept in touch with us. Amy. Amy, Amy once I love Amy. Yeah. Yeah, Amy and Adam. Adam was, yeah, they were both wonderful. I, I don't know Adam very well, um, but... Hilarious. He's super funny. Cool, cool. Um, I don't think I've seen that episode, though. Yeah, that one came up in January, February. Definitely. I think it was January, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and look now. Now, now you've got me searching the internet looking for the episode. I think the episode was called Hell House. Maybe. Oh, okay. It doesn't seem like a hell house. It seems like a busy house. Yeah. Everyone portrays <laughs> it as so evil, but we yeah. we love it and we just yeah. don't get me wrong. When things get crazy and start getting out of hand and stuff, like. It can get a little hairy, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're not throwing knives at you or anything. No, no not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You've only been there a year. I'm just waiting for that. Yeah. Any minute now. We didn't have a knife set out. We didn't have a knife set out just for that purpose. <laughs> and I just caught one, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, keep you in line. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, Corey. We, we were at a place recently where the rumor is they had to lock up an axe because it kept moving itself around and going after people. We slept in that room. Where we, it was we, did. Up. We, we slept in that room because there's something seriously wrong with both of us. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay. you, you may have to lock up your knives. Well, that was like at Penhurst. We're walking through the basement of Penhurst and the tour guide was like, oh yeah, this is where a guy got hit with a lead pipe, you know, a lead pipe that launched at him. And everybody's like, oh my God, what would throw a lead pipe? And I'm like, why is there a lead pipe just sitting down here? That's <laughs> I'm like, that's the real question. That's like, the pragmatic approach. <laughs> Why is there a lead pipe available? Now, 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 now wait a minute. I, I have seen the video of the mantle on your fireplace. Yeah. Yes. Don't you have a bunch of bunch of very throwable things up on your mantle? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, we do. The ambiance. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> You, you see Corey walking through the house with a shield. Right. <laughs> Waiting for them to throw something. It's all fine here. It's all fine. <laughs> Believe me, if it ever gets to that point, I'll definitely post that on Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. Yeah. So I saw something interesting on the interwebs yesterday because I missed it when it was on TV. To tell the truth. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> How on earth did that? <laughs> yeah. Somebody from the production company reached out to us and just said, hey, you know, how would you like it if we flew you out to California and you can be on the game show? And she was just like, I don't know how she said it. I think her daughter had told her about us buying the house. So this was last year when we filmed it. They just happened to fly us out and we stayed for a couple of days and they paid for everything. It was amazing. We had a great time. It was a actually it was a really good experience. Very cool. I, I got to tell you, that straight face you both had was fantastic. <laughs> That was really hard, and that was the one thing they kept stressing beforehand. Keep your answers really short and make sure you keep a straight face because they'll know who's lying. You'll give it away. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, if your answers are too long or if you start giggling or that's really hard for us. Like I was. No, it's not. It is hard for me. Like I laugh at everything. It's yeah. hard, for, hard for me. <laughs> it was hard for you to not crack jokes. Don did not see the episode, um, but I watched it yesterday. And it was the first part of it was somebody who gave a kidney to their ex. Yes. And you, yep. you you guys you guys were the liar liar pants on fire for that. Yeah. And I knew I knew that because I knew who you were. And I'm like, oh, that's not them. So which of the other two is it? <laughs> and, yes. and I'm like, I don't understand because this is supposed to be about them. What is this? And then the the guilty couple or the truthful couple left and it was just the two of you and I'm like, ah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They asked us if we would do like a duel around. Through the entire segment. The kidney transplant one, and you're part of it. You guys just sat there with that straight face. Stoic. Very stoic. And I'm like, <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> I bet it was. I don't think I could have done it. I, I think I would have been, been smirking and cracking jokes the entire time. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> They were just like, just make sure to keep a straight face. Make sure to keep a straight face. And like, oh my god, I was so scared. I they kept running there. through. <laughs> they kept running us through the, our lines and stuff like that, like our answers and stuff. And I was like, oh my god. It was actually kind of scary. It was it was fun once it was done and over with, but it was kind of nerve wracking. And there was a live audience, so that was even more. Oh yeah. Nerve wracking. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Jen. Back up here. So <laughs> you you live in a house. <laughs> With an unknown entity that mimics you, yet being on television was scary. It was scary. I am not one to be in front of a camera. <laughs> I know. Well, let's just get our priorities in order, shall well, we? Yeah. I know. It's it's not like they've got knives thrown at them. So right. We're good. <laughs> now, True. you guys do do tours, and you do allow some overnights, or is it just the tours? Um, right now we're just doing the overnight, um, the, the tours will start doing hopefully soon. It's just, it's so hard with COVID going mm-hmm. on. It's so hard for me to try and figure out how to do it without spreading it. At least the overnight is a group of people that stay together and they can stay together. I can clean everything the next day. The tours during the day are just so hard for me to figure out how to do without run through and clean everything off that's been touched or something yeah yeah so do you guys stay in the house overnight or do you go elsewhere or do you stay in a a camper on the property i mean what do you do now's the time to pitch it we stay in the house yeah no we stay in the house the one side of the room that we call our command center we have a nice couch out there that's comfortable and there's a loft above that has a bed up there and we have a bathroom refrigerator we have everything in on that side of the house for for an overnight when people are investigating we're comfortable enough do you investigate with them or do you just kind of keep to yourselves and say have at it we let them investigate a few people have um, asked us to investigate with them we try not to we wanted them to have the experience for themselves right. if they ask us we don't mind but we don't want to take away from their experience i have a, a couple of more questions for you from the facebook group just two more. One you've already kind of answered. Actually, both of them you've already kind of answered, but I'm going to ask anyway because I love my group and they've asked me to ask you these. So supposedly there's the witch that started this whole thing back at, back in the 17, 1800s or whatever. Yeah. Do you have interactions with that witch? 
or has she made herself known? I know you you talked about the man voice claiming to be, but have you had any interactions where you would say, yes, this is the witch? Not necessarily. The only thing we've gotten is her name over EVP or spirit box, but we've never had any psychic of any sort come through and say, Bathsheba is definitely here. And we can't prove she's never been in the house anyways. We we definitely can't prove she's a witch. Yeah. Um, there's no proof of her ever being arrested for murder. She's very, yeah, she's buried in on a on consecrated ground. She's in a cemetery. Yeah. You know, you don't do that with witches. Right. So it's just like yeah. you know, but but at the same time, I can't we can't we just go off what we can prove. Right. You know, am I calling Lorraine Warren like she was wrong? No, absolutely not, because Lorraine Warren, that's her opinion and that's her opinion. I'm just going off what I can honestly prove to people. And we're still researching. Yeah, we're I still think. researching, but I mean, yeah. it's people are just so dead set on, well, if you can't prove it and this and that, I understand that. And I don't want to get caught into that whole drama of, you know, well, it's only what you can prove on paper and this and that. It's like, I understand that. Right. And that's why we're still, we're still researching. We're trying, we're still trying to figure out where all of that came from until we can find proof ourselves and see it in our hands. We just can't, we can't say it's true yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and quite honestly, the definition and the use of the word witch, and I'm using air quotes here, like you can see me. Um, <laughs> she is, I can validate that. <laughs> even, even as, as close back as the seventies meant something completely different than, right. than the reality of, of a witch or somebody who practices natural natural magic and things like that oh. so yeah she may not have been a here's the ear quotes again look how awesome they are yep. uh, <laughs> a, a witch of some sort but it, it's interesting that you guys are digging through the history i really like that yeah not a lot of people do that they usually take the rumors and run with them so yeah and that's not what we want if we can't see it in our own hands as proof we, we can't validate it i like these people i like how they think <laughs> me too I have one more question from the Facebook group, <laughs> and it, it's come up from several people. A couple of people from work mentioned it, too. Same, <laughs> same I, question. Multiple sources. Multiple sources. Uh, why the heck are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but... I I love it. Like, I... I honestly think it's a feeling like I just, nothing feels like it's going to harm us. Last year we were really scared. We didn't know what to expect and we took it really easy, but I just, there's nothing there that makes me feel like I have to leave. That's cool. You know, we're still diving into it. We're still trying to figure things out, but I don't get any sense of, I mean, you have your jump scares when things happen, but it, it doesn't feel evil to me. So you've been in the house actually just a well, you've owned the house. I won't say been in owned the house a little bit over a year, right? Was it was it like like May or or June of twenty eighteen or something? Or twenty nineteen rather? Yep, June of twenty nineteen. When did you actually move in? We started moving our stuff in day one. Um I was still working full time up in Maine, so Corey was there more often than I was. I'd come down every weekend. I'd leave on Friday and come back up to Maine on go back up to Maine on Sundays. But I mean, we moved in the day we got the keys. The kids came down. We spent the weekend there. And oh, awesome! So you've been in there since pretty much day one. Yeah, yeah. See, they've been there for a year, and and they're still they're still walking around there. How do we know it's really you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walking around unpossessed. Yeah. We're fine. 
See, but a possessed person would say that. Yeah, but you got to get your energy from somewhere, right? So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just teasing you. Now, now here's my favorite part. Promote yourself, guys. Where, where can people find you on, on the interweb? I've noticed there's not a huge internet push with you guys. You're very quiet and reserved about it. Here's a good time to just, just spout all your links and your Facebook group. Yes, they have a Facebook group. And your YouTube channel and everything else. Probably the best way of finding our stuff is our website, uh, conjuringhouse.com. I know that's really original. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's a hey, great domain. <laughs> that's a fantastic. Uh, the Facebook group uh, had to be the farm on Round Talk Road because the Conjuring House was taken at the time for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Then YouTube is. The conjuring house. Yeah, and that's a new thing we started. It, I mean, like you said, we're pretty we're pretty quiet, and all of this whole social media stuff is still new to mm-hmm. us. I, we I am certainly not one to we want the house to speak and for videos and yeah, we haven't posted a whole lot of stuff either because people can be so judgmental about the things we put out there. So I would much rather have the people that come to the house experience stuff and put out what they find because yeah, like an impartial third party. Yeah, yes, it's just it's exactly. so hard to like. I don't know. We're just not big, huge social media people, so yeah. we just like to keep to ourselves and do what we love to do. I'll be honest; we struggle with that too. Yeah, we, we're, we struggle we're exactly with the social media stuff. It's it is hard. It is, especially. I at think our we're age. too old. <laughs> 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 we are two old people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are too. We just, it's not, that's, yeah. It's going to be a younger generation thing, I guess, because. Yeah. I will tell you, if I ever get to go home again or if I get to go visit my family, I'm going to be one of those weird people standing at the edge of your driveway waving sadly at you. <laughs> absolutely. Come on over. You wouldn't yeah. call ahead? Oh, come on. Well, I might, but you know how I feel about the telephone. I'm not, I'm not a big phone fan. But if you see a short, round, odd-looking woman that kind of kind of looks like Broomhilda, but not with black hair. I have brown hair. Um, and my my nose is not that big, although genetically that's a surprise in my family. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you going to give me a sad face too? I will give you the sad Broomhilda face. <laughs> And, and be waving at you. No, no, it's not a gnome. It'll be a smile. <laughs> I, I want to say you, you guys are just very charming. Thank you. Thank oh, very you much. So much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for chatting with us and saying yes. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having us. We appreciate yes. it. We like to talk. You guys have a, a wonderful, wonderful evening. You too. You guys too. Thank you. 